Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. What's up, KC? Dusty Likens, Rocco with you tonight here at Bink at Night. Jay Binkley, obviously, was with Cody in gold earlier as they had the day, 10 to noon. Then the Royals played. They swept the Brewers series um, on the season. Took two out of two in Kansas City. Took two out of two in Milwaukee. I feel like the city of Milwaukee was still on a high after last night, after the Bucks brought it home. Bucks and six. Makes me wonder what that guy from the Suns is doing where he was Suns and four. Suns and four. I wonder if Milwaukee even noticed there was a baseball game today. It seemed like it. It seemed like uh, from the broadcast that you could hear on 610 Sports Radio that the fans were kind of a little in high spirits. There were signs in the crowd that were like Bucks are the champs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there were Giannis signs everywhere. Um, again, that voice, Rocco. My voice, Dusty Likens. We have you until 9 o'clock. Just some programming notes. Voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, will join us tonight at 630 as we talk to him about what it's like to get back in like what seems to be the normal swing of football as the Chiefs will be in St. Joe. Also, you can tune in Saturday morning. Jay Binkley and I will be on air from 9 until 1, reporting live from St. Joe. 610 Sports Radio, your place for all your Chiefs content. You can find us all here. You've got Dana Hughes joining shows. You have myself doing Red Reaction, coming back for a second season, thanks to the likeliness of you folks joining that show and having fun with it again as we have acquainted it is not my show it is yours it is the city of kansas city where you call in and you let us know how you react which it's hard to have negative negative thoughts when the chiefs are just always 14 and 2 maybe now they'll be 15 uh and 2 obviously the season is is moving forward but yeah mitch holtis 6 30 tonight some breaking news from sporting kc as peter vermes will not be on the sidelines tonight as he's still in the mls covid protocol so he will be out of action as the uh, skipper for Sporting KC this evening. Also, thought about asking this to Rocco, would you drive a school bus? Because bus companies in Kansas and Missouri are experiencing a driver shortage. So they're offering big incentives like a $3,000 signing bonus with CDL. Drivers can bring their child or grandchild aboard. You get paid training. I might do it. I don't know how hard it would be. Obviously, I, I would not want to be Chris Farley from Billy Madison. Um, I don't know if you get that reference. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, I, I don't. I haven't. You haven't. That's fine. No. Um, you need to get on that immediately. It's. It doesn't really hold up, but I mean, hey. Okay, I'll add it to the list. Thank you, Mr. Dusty. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, You would be a great school bus driver, just for the record. I would just jam tunes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I remember I had a couple school bus drivers back in the day, and they were uh, they were quite hectic. Not, not so much the school bus driver off of South Park. Um, but, uh, there was, there was a couple drivers. I remember, uh, they would always jam tunes. Now I was, you know, going on school buses in the nineties and it was a lot of country tunes, a lot of Garth Brooks, a lot of Alan Jackson, that type of music. And then towards middle school, it turned into, I guess what at the time would be considered alternative, but I don't think it was. It was like, I just remember I had one school bus driver that was obsessed with Rob Thomas. There were Rob Thomas pictures everywhere. Like cut up. You knew who that is no. lead singer of Maxbox 20, then did a solo career. Did some work with Carlos Santana, very good axe player, guitar player. Anyways, but wow. I just remember, I don't know how I would stack my bus, but that's uh, that's where I would get going again uh, from the 913. I'll be a school bus driver. 
And I'll eat all the kids' packed lunches, too. Lance. I think that's legal. Well, that's from Billy Madison. Oh. Like, who in the hell would steal 30 packs lunches? I'll tell you who did it. It was that damn Sasquatch. Um, we mentioned earlier that last night the Milwaukee Bucks had won the NBA championship. That's not what I want to talk about. But what I noticed as I watched that game, even though viewership was down 33% from the 2019 season when the Raptors would go on and beat the Warriors. Um, that's not correct. Yeah, it is. Um, what I would notice is that I thought it was interesting because when I saw how people reacted to Giannis winning the championship, now you had the moment where he sat down in the chair, the tears kind of rolled down his face as reality sunk in to what he had just accomplished. He scored 50 points, five blocks, double-digit and rebounds, a historic NBA Finals for Giannis, and then he gets to start celebrating. Then he starts to realize what he had done. And it was clearly evident to me that after that series was over and he was the, all, the NBA uh, MVP, two-time NBA MVP uh, on the season, he is a finals MVP and he's an NBA champion. There was a lot of similarities to the way that Twitter and Facebook and all these other social medias had reacted towards Giannis being on top of the world. And a guy whose basketball opinion that I take very seriously, which is Nick Wright, is that he has declared that the torch has been passed from LeBron as the greatest player in the NBA to now Giannis. And I thought that there were a lot of similarities to the way that Patrick Mahomes took over the NFL. I thought when we saw Patrick Mahomes get to the AFC Championship game in his first season as a starter, blow away the competition, 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, all that stuff, and win the MVP, people kind of, and then he would lose to Tom Brady, right? People kind of would say, this kid's on the right track. Like, once he gets it figured out a little bit more, and once he gets a ring under his belt, you're looking at the face and the future of the NFL. I say, kid, at the time, he's 24, right? I think when you see athletes that young be that great, the first instinct you have is to call that person a kid. Well, then the next year they go out, he doesn't win the MVP. Lamar Jackson does, basically because Mahomes missed like three games, was on track to do it again. He wins the Super Bowl. It wasn't Tom Brady in the Super Bowl for once. And all of a sudden, Twitter reacts. Now, obviously, being in Kansas City, you see this stuff all the time. You see how Twitter reacts to Mahomes. But then you see it from like a global aspect, like, Different countries, different states, different fan bases. Yes, you can be a fan of the Ravens and still sit there on Twitter and be like, my God, Mahomes is the greatest thing I've ever seen at quarterback. Because you'd seen the Rodgers, the Breeze, the Mannings, the Bradys, all those guys, the Marinos before them. Social media wasn't really that popular, obviously, back then, but it's starting to get you know to the point where that's where we always go for information. And people tend to automatically always react almost insanely quickly to what happens when they see it. And as I'm watching all these tweets roll in about Giannis and I'm seeing all this stuff get told and all these stories where they go back to where he's a kid and how he wants to become an NBA player and here's what he was saying at age 12. And you think to yourself, we've seen this story before in Kansas City. We've seen people react to what the next face is for this league. And that's exactly what Giannis is for the NBA. Very, very young, very, very dominant, lots of accolades, lots of, you know, notches on the belt, and we don't even know if he's entered his prime. Now, the NBA is a little bit different from being a quarterback in the NFL. Like, the quarterback prime, I would say, is between the ages of 29 and 32, right? 33, we'll call it that. Mahomes is still three years away from that. So we haven't really necessarily seen Mahomes hit prime QB in the middle of their prime age of being the star at that position at that age. But we could all sit back outside of Kansas City unless you vote for the top 100 in the NFL where I still don't believe Patrick Mahomes will be the number one player in the NFL, top 100. Keep a mental note of that because you know it will be true. Um, but I remember when Mahomes won that Super Bowl and they, you know, they went on to just you know, be that successful story because of kind of the way they did it is kind of similar to the way the Bucs did it. Like, the Bucs were down 2-0 in the finals. 
to a team that was maybe not as talented as they are, but a team that definitely had the leg up early on. And the Bucs hadn't won a title in 50 years. And Giannis's knee had literally just got done going like three directions at the end of the last series, too. Right. So there's a lot of similarities in what Mahomes had done and what he had done for the Chiefs franchise to what Giannis has done. And this is what's so crazy is that we get to see it in our face and we get to see it right there because we've seen it before. And now you get to see how it is in another sport with a different story with all of the same likeliness that you've already seen with Patrick Mahomes. But one of the major sports now has a new face, a new superstar at such a young age. And Mahomes brought a Super Bowl championship after 50 years. Missed the season due to knee injuries, as Rocco points out. Came back in three games. Houston, Tennessee, San Fran. Bucks kind of made their way to the finals, were down 2-0, faced adversity, put all their strength in their superstar, and then all of a sudden rally off four in a row, win six, and all of a sudden no one cares that Chris Paul hasn't won a title yet. No one cares that Devin Booker's dad went to Mizzou and it would have been a great story for the kid. No one cares about that anymore because now people realize what greatness is and what it looks like. And when you build your franchise around a superstar and it becomes recognizable, it's nice to just put the feet up, sit back, and not be biased anymore. And that's what I felt it was when the Kansas City Chiefs won. Because again, Kansas City, not a major market. Milwaukee, not the biggest market. But you know what they did? They put their stock in the future with a young kid who was just full of talent. And that's what the Chiefs did. And look at where these teams are going. Milwaukee's trending upwards because they're riding the shoulders of their superstar. The Chiefs are trending upwards and they're going to keep going upwards because of their superstar. And you're seeing the face of a major, major league like the NBA and like the NFL be all about and all a just, I don't think there's anybody else in the in, in NBA following that would say that there's anybody above Giannis right now just because of the way he performed when it mattered, just like in the NBA or in the NFL. I don't know if there's somebody that has a logical response to say that Patrick Mahomes isn't the face, isn't the future, and isn't the best positioned player in the NFL because of how he handles adversity, where he stands when it matters, and that's what we saw last night in the NBA, and that's what we saw in the NFL, and those two guys are on top of the world in their sports. Coming up next, there's been some trade rumors about Whit Merrifield, what it could mean for maybe somebody that we're ready to see already. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Wednesday night, 6-17, Bink at night. Bink not here. Dusty Likens with you. I can happily tell you now, it has been announced on the Twitter sphere. Red Reaction Show is back, baby. 
Monday nights during Chiefs season, 8 to 9 o'clock. It will follow the Nate Taylor show. That will be followed by the Red Kingdom show with host Mitch Holtis, who will join us in about 20 minutes or so from now. The voice of the Chiefs. I know he's excited uh, to get going again. Football season's back. It seems like we're back into a, I don't know, maybe a more what feels like the NFL. I'm sure there's a lot of people right now, like myself, that are ready for the NFL to get back um, as we enter July 21st. Uh, it seems like the sports world is is kind of slow. Obviously, baseball is fresh off the all-star break, but stand game season, the NBA for NBA fans like myself, it is over. It ended last night, which means that now we are officially in dugout watch or mid-game hug watch is what you would call that because you never know who's on their way out when it comes to baseball. This is the time because the trade deadline is July 31st. We are 10 days from that. There are teams that need to take a step forward, teams that need to get really going towards things, and those teams that are kind of on the fence that need that one guy uh, that can really put them over the edge. Um, One of those guys that is uh, on his way there or is getting more and more talked about when it comes to that is Whit Merrifield. And I thought this was interesting because Whit Merrifield is a very big face and a very big name when it comes to the Kansas city Royals and this organization and everything that is surrounded by it, right? Like you think of the Royals right now, I would assume that the top two players that you would think about are Salvador Perez and Whit Merrifield. Now that is cue for all the sarcastic Jay Southland toe service text line text to come in and be like, nah, actually when I think of the Royals in the face of the franchise, I think of player X. Brett Saberhagen. That's not what we're getting at. Cause we're looking at maybe teammates that are on the team now. Like I was thinking at pubic, when I look at Royals, I think of Hunter Dozier. Or not, I think of Jorge Soler. Not Ken Harvey or Mike Sweeney. I think I heard Vern say that Jorge Soler could be DFA'd before Friday's game against Good Detroit. Grief. I mean Did the way Davis trade work? I, that's too long. I'm sorry. I mean, I think it did for what he did for two years, right? I like, I like to think. But I think we've seen the end. That's uh, right. If that is the case, um, who knows? But there are more and more rumors stirring that the Royals are, in fact, open more than they've been in the past to trading with Merrifield because, obviously, when you think about trading with Merrifield, you want to think, what can you get back for them? And not a lot of people are willing to give up a lot. When it comes to Whit Merrifield being traded, I thought I saw three scenarios in an article that was written about a month ago. And while Whit's numbers are not the same as they were in this article, the three teams they mention are the San Francisco Giants, the Oakland Athletics, and the Chicago White Sox. Now, I don't think the Royals would trade Whit Merrifield within the division. Now, the White Sox have already DFA'd Adam Eaton. They're trying to get into that point where they can get to a strong playoff push where they can really load up their roster. And what this made me think of is that he's a perfect fit for an analytical team like the Oakland Athletics. He does exactly what the A's like. He gets on base. He plays old school baseball. He steals bases. He's a numbers guy. And he's a consistent leader in the locker room on and off the field. Dugout, locker room, he's there. That's what the Oakland Athletics like. That's what the Oakland Athletics prefer. He seems like that type of player that would really give them a boost when it comes to trying to get out of that AL West and get into the playoffs and really kind of be a dominant team with all the spots that they need filled. Whit Merrifield seems like a modern-day trade deadline Ben Zobris. If it does not feel that way for anybody else, please tell me why I'm wrong. Whit Merrifield is somebody that where he goes is definitely going to boost morale, Correct. Whit Merrifield is a guy that is a hustle player. He's played, I think, in like 401 consecutive games now. He's a guy that's going to give you 100% baseball mentality. Every single day he goes to the diamond, every single day he leaves. He kind of seems like the cliche, right? Hardest working guy in the clubhouse. Always first in the gym, last to leave the gym. He's going to work on different things in the cage when it's batting practice time. Not going to try to park him over the fence. He'll pick one ball every time he goes up to do that, but not going to do it every single time. Whit Merrifield is a modern-day trade deadline Ben Zobris. A lot of people would say, I don't know if a lot of people say this, but a lot of people would think that if Whit Merrifield was on the roster, they would have never seen Ben Zobris in Kansas City. I don't know how, the, how true that is because it's just hard to play hindsight when it comes to that. 
But Whit Merrifield going to one of those three teams does kind of make sense. The San Francisco Giants, one of the best teams in baseball, could really just pad their roster down with zero holes in the field, zero holes in their lineup, put him at one or two, and really just start to rake when it comes to the NL West because that is a dangerous division. Giants, Padres, Dodgers, right? You look at the Oakland Athletics, same thing. I don't see him going to the White Sox. I feel like that's kind of a little bit of a dirty move. I don't see that being a, a contender for, for Whit Merrifield to get traded to. But it is interesting to know that Whit Merrifield could be on his way out of Kansas City as a reality unless not more so of a far-fetched story. Which makes me wonder to myself, if that's the case, I'm done talking about Adalberto Mondesi. But we know who just got moved up to AAA. Bobby Witt Jr. goes to AAA. Looks pretty decent in a very tiny sample size. Obviously, they're playing tonight, too. But in his first at-bat in AAA, he works a nine-pitch at-bat and then gets a single. If and only if Bobby Witt Jr. can solidify himself as a solid AAA hitter, which we have seen that AAA is down this year with the full season out last year. But if Bobby Witt can do this for us, and I think more so for me, because I know there's not a lot of people out there that are this passionate about Mr. Witt Jr. But to see one Witt go and to see another Witt come in would be astonishing for the Royals this year. We know playoffs aren't happening. We know that Mike Matheny told us all before the All-Star break that something magical is going to happen in this second half of the season. And I told you all last week when I was on in Cody and Gold what magical thing could happen is that Bobby Witt Jr. would get called up to the major leagues with enough time to go out and watch him several couple times at the, at the K. Well, if Whit Merrifield gets traded, you're going to need a roster spot to fill that up. Well, last I checked, Whit Merrifield plays a little bit of second, a little bit of right, could play short if he needed to. But how perfect would it be if that's the way the cards fell? that yes, sometimes trades can hurt because I'm sure there's a lot of kids out there, a lot of young adults, older adults who have Whit Merrifield as their favorite Royals player right now. And it's hard not to. I think it would be a very tough decision to decide who you'd put the C on the jersey of right now between he and Sal. Maybe that's an easier decision for you to make because I think clearly it goes to Salvador Perez. But I think that if you had to decide between those two, it's a very tough decision. But if you do part ways with Whit Merrifield and you do have a good kid in your system that is starting to be more progressively better than maybe some would have thought, like we know Eric Hosmer was only there for three weeks and then he got called up, maybe this is a way that we get Bobby Witt Jr. on the Major League roster sooner than later. Yes, trust me, I'm a Whit Merrifield fan. I like what he brings to this team. I like what he brings to this city. I love listening to him on Mondays at 11 with Cody and Gold. Great interviews, fun interviews. He's raw, he's real, he's 100% always there. But if we've got to lose Whit Merrifield to get Bobby Witt Jr. on this roster, sign me up. That's where I'm at. So yes, the reality of him getting traded and becoming a modern-day Ben Zobris to go help somebody get that little edge over to get a World Series title, good for Witt. Gets a college World Series title and a Major League World Series title. What do the Royals get? The future. Coming up next, Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Exclusive access from training camp can only be heard right here on 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Likens. Rocco with you as well on this lovely Wednesday evening. It feels like summer is finally here because it is... Very humid, very warm, no rain, grass is now brown. At least that's what I see on fairways when I play golf. Very enjoyable sport, but times are changing when it comes to this season because, boy, Saturday it starts, and I may not be the only excited one because I told you before, Jay Binkley and I will be there starting 9 a.m. reporting from Chiefs training camp back in St. Joe. Mitch Holtis joins us now, and Mitch, my first question for you because I know there is nobody and I mean nobody, more hungry to start this year's football season because it kind of feels like we're getting back to Chiefs football because we're going to St. Joe. How does that make one Mitch Holtis feel? Man, so excited about it. And honestly, it's my 28th training camp, but it feels like my first. Uh, the stomach, you know, got the butterflies in the stomach and cannot wait. Uh, Binkley's up there already tonight. He's doing bear crawls and uh, doing gassers. So, Bink will be ready Saturday morning. I'll be with you guys. I'll be up there as well. Uh, but, yes, very excited to start this camp. These, these guys had a – we'll get into this, but they had a great summer and spring. I was on NFL Network yesterday, and I said the same thing. They're, they're ready to go in this camp because of the way they spent their summer. This team had a very, very productive summertime. Mitch, that's a great segue to what I was going to ask you next because I've been, I've been talking about this Chiefs team moving forward to this year – uh, as Mitch Holtis joins us here on 610 Sports Radio, the voice of the Chiefs. You can hear him every Chiefs Sunday on 106.5 The Wolf. Mitch, I, I think the thing that kind of what I've coined this new season coming forward, because obviously last year we all had the run it back season. I feel like this season is the, like, the new Chiefs. This is the revenge tour is what I've called this, because if we remember, it was Tampa Bay that was putting peace signs in Chiefs players' face. It was Tampa Bay talking a lot of mess after the Super Bowl. And to me, maybe you have the same opinion or maybe something even stronger. It appears that maybe Tampa Bay did the NFL a wrongdoing by maybe awakening a sleeping giant and giving the Chiefs even more force and more, I guess, insight to just be that much better than they already might be. That's the sense I've gotten from the, uh, the guys, even though I can't be around them up close like before COVID, but I'm closer. And that's the sense that I got from the players throughout the summer and also from the coaches. I've said this. I just said the Chiefs and the coaches have blood back in their face. Like that was, I mean, there was a lot going on. We all know in that 72 hours around a Super Bowl and Tampa Bay was really good and laying in the weeds and give them all the credit in the world. But, but I'm telling you, the Chiefs train is back on the track. What Andy Reid has done to basically, to your point, is kind of reboot and retool this team, and you can call it whatever you want, the revenge tour or the redo or whatever. Uh, I just saw so many positive signs uh, throughout OTAs and the mini camps, and I'm expecting to see it during training camp that this team is going to hit the ground running. Is this the most excited you've been for a Chiefs? I know you said it's your 28th training camp, and it's your. it feels like your first, but is this one of those seasons? Because I don't, I don't think – We've seen a team come off a Super Bowl win, Super Bowl loss, and now it seems by everybody, Vegas, anybody that watches football, the Chiefs are still the top dog. They're still the favorite in Vegas, and they're still going to 
proved to everyone that if you want to win the Super Bowl out of the AFC, you're going to probably have to go through Arrowhead. And they're going to have to prove it. I mean, the Chiefs have a you know, tough schedule, starting with the Cleveland game in week one. But, again, and I'm giving you a theme here, and I've seen this now for nine seasons going into his ninth year. The fact that he approaches no wasted days, uh, when it's OTA, he approaches OTAs to me like training camp. He approaches the training camp like it's the regular season. I mean, they're 25 and uh, 20 and 5 in September under Andy Reid. And that's with a lot of tough games, and most of those have been on the road. A 7 and 1 uh, in uh, home games, in home openers. Uh, in the month of September. That is all about being ready to go and attacking every day. Uh, And that's what I saw uh, during the OTAs. And, again, with this team and what they've done personnel-wise, what they've done structure-wise, if you're a Cleveland Brown coach or fan or player and think you're going to see the same Kansas City team that you saw in the divisional playoffs last year, you're going to be sadly mistaken. This team has done a lot to change, uh, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. Something that's always intrigued me is it seems like it's every year there's a a new challenge, not to take the the coinage away from Andy Reid, but it seemed like three years ago it was maybe Baltimore. And then last year it was... Buffalo, and it seems like everybody, including myself, because of what they've done in the offseason, is that it's Cleveland. And I'm not going to sit here and say that whatever happens in week one is going to define the rest of the season because Cleveland's got to go on the road, play a later primetime game, and go up against somebody who's been the best at it for getting enough time to you know rehearse and, and think about a team. But is Cleveland, is it is it setting up that Cleveland is the team? Because it always seems like whatever team got there against Kansas City, the next year they were not to say irrelevant, but they just they didn't really get back to that mental aspect of that team because it seems like the Chiefs are just really good at breaking teams. Buffalo last year, we saw Josh Allen's character kind of get broken in that game where he chucked a ball at somebody's face. The year before that, you know, Baltimore couldn't beat Kansas City anywhere, whether it was in Baltimore or Kansas City. And now Cleveland revamps their defense. Cleveland tries to get a little bit stronger on offense with that offensive line that gets better. Is Cleveland the team this year that tries to be the next man up against the Chiefs? Yeah, I don't think there's a single team. I, I, I would I would answer your question. They, they're one of a group uh, category. I think Indianapolis will be back. And obviously it depends on how Carson Wentz uh, integrates and how quickly he can get his confidence back when he was playing at a near-MVP level with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, but that Colts team around him, it's kind of built to be the surprise team, I think, of the AFC. I think the Steelers will be back. The Ravens are still involved in the discussion. And truthfully, the Chargers, who are everybody's champion, or the Raiders, in June, I, I do think the Chargers are better. And I think Herbert's legit. What I saw last year from not only playing uh, against the Chiefs, but the other uh, video that I looked at, uh, he's a legitimate threat uh, in the AFC. So I think there's a, there's a bunch of teams in there that how exciting will it be for you to see that stadium at full capacity again? Because I know that you go wild whenever you uh, see like a return, you feed off that energy. And you, you told me a story that Dante Hall kind of is the reason how you came up with the touchdown Kansas City that lives on in everyone's ears every football season. What's it going to be like for you seeing the stadium full of red, full seats, everybody back and just ready to just watch this team do it again? Well, it's a little bit like I started the conversation. It's going to feel, because we missed it last year, it's going to feel like kind of the first year. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be fantastic. And I just, I love the joy that those home games bring to people. There's so much excitement and, and anticipation that to get all of that back, it's not just the game, it's everything around it. But truthfully, to also travel to the road games. I mean, it was weird last year doing the games in the broadcast suite at Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, in fact, I've noticed them. people go, hey, you remember that play? And I'm thinking, well, it, on these road games, I go, was that New Orleans or was that Miami? Usually I could snap that off because I remember the surroundings. This one was in the same surrounding, particularly with those kind of dome stadiums like the Raiders. And um, it, it all seemed the same, Chargers. And, and so it was kind of weird. But not only for the home games, but to get back, uh, on the road games as well. But I will tell you this, I'm, I'm almost as excited 
about having those fans back at St. Joe. Mm -hmm. Because that also is a way that this team gets ready to go. This team, it's, when they get into the dog days of camp and they're sore, Andy Reid will talk about it, they've been in pads a couple days, they need to get pushed through those practices. And those crowds at St. Joe, which will be even you know, bigger and better than ever, will, they, they give such a lift to this team. Missouri Western put in a huge berm on the north end of the practice field. It's not been there. I bet there's a room for another 2,000 fans. And it's like the berm that has been popular, kind of a half berm on the opposite side. It goes the entire length of uh, both practice fields. And so there's going to be a lot more fans there and just a lot more excitement. So it's not only full capacity for the games. It's having all of those fans back at training camp with those families and the little kids. It's really awesome. We'll get you out of here real shortly, Mitch, but I want to bring this up because last night we saw a uh, superstar in the NBA win his first NBA title and an NBA uh, Finals MVP. I kind of compared him to Patrick Mahomes as being such a young, super talented individual that's now a face of a league. He went to Chick-fil-A and got, a, got his order today, and it, and it was you know substantial. It was a lot of food. If you were to win a championship of anything, like if you were to have a huge super evening, where are you going the next day to celebrate your day? is a pretty good option, but honestly, I might go to like the Heidi Market Grill and have a buffalo chicken sandwich with one of my good friends. I call him the Brick. He's the best ref in Kansas. He's an official in both football and basketball, but if you want me to go have comfort food or celebrate something, it'd be with my family for celebrating the Super Bowl be a championship, but there's really good buffalo chicken with extra buffalo sauce at a Heidi Market Grill. I do like your comparison with Giannis to Patrick, and I like it because the two seem to be humble champions and stay hungry. And I think the sense, I get the sense that guys, I know with Patrick, they want to play with him. One of the, one of the big parts of our team, I, I saw the quote that Giannis had the other night at the podium that went crazy on Twitter where he talked about staying humble. You know, you go 50, like he went 50 and 10 last night. He goes, you go 50 and 10. And usually if you think, hey, I'm the best thing on earth, you get your butt kicked the next day. That's the way Patrick thinks. But when you think like that, you make everybody else around you better. It would be really easy for our team to be jealous of Patrick. Oakley endorsements, Hy-Vee endorsements. I mean, you just list them all, right? Yeah. State Farm, on and on. They love the dude. They love Patrick because he's an awesome teammate. He stays humble and hungry. He lifts everybody else up, and I get the sense Giannis is the same way. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little weary of LeBron and his LeBron versus Michael and all that talk, uh, or Durant. Giannis, to me, is great for the NBA because he gives them a humble champion like Mahomes who becomes a great example, not just for smaller kids, but for those who aspire to be college players or college players to aspire to be pros. Why not be that guy? Because I'm getting the feeling he might be like Morant, who stays at Murray State and doesn't go to the transfer portal, and he becomes one of the best NBA players. I got a feeling Giannis would stay there in Milwaukee and go, you know what? I'm going to build a career and a life here, because it's what Patrick Mahomes has done. I mean, his his lady owns the soccer team. He owns part of the baseball team. He loves being here, and so. I get a sense your comparison with Giannis and Patrick is dead on, and it's good not only for those, it's good for their leagues. Well, if I could have ever had uh, somebody tell me that Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, would agree 100% of a comparison of mine, I'm just, I might as well retire from radio now because, I mean, hey, look at me. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that. Come on, um, man. You're the UCM mule. You're hey, the mule, man. You're hey, the man. mule. Hey, man. Roll stable, right? That's what I got to do here, right? So uh, we got to represent in the right way. Mitch, you know what's going to be awesome is I'm going to see you Saturday in St. Joe before we do our show, and I'll make sure I say hi. And uh, now i got to go get a buffalo chicken Sammy with extra buffalo sauce and do it the Mitch Holtis way. At Ivy Market Grill. They're waiting for it. That's I mean, right. they might. It's, it's the best. No greater meal in the earth. All right, man. Well, Mitch, take it easy. We'll see you Saturday, and uh, let's get ready for some football season. All right, Dusty. Let's go. See you in St. Joe. Sounds good. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs again, every game day, 106.5 The Wolf. You can hear him. That's the guy. Touchdown Kansas City, the one that's always in your car, in your house. I know when I was a kid, Rocco, we didn't like the announcers on the TV. 
We turn the TV volume down. We turn Mitch Holtis up. If oh, the yeah. Chiefs were doing bad, Dad and I went to the car and we turned Mitch Holtis on. Oh, yeah. It was weird. And this is the first time it ever happened. Cleveland Browns game, Trent Green's first season, I think. And end of the game, he gets sacked. The quarter, uh, the linebacker, Ricky Rudd, throws his helmet off. I remember this. All of a sudden, yep. I think it's John Tate picks up the football and just starts running down the field. I remember Casey Wegman. Was it? I don't think it was Wegman. I don't know. I, I think it was Tate. All of a sudden, text line to let us know. Sure. And he runs down the field, and everyone's going, there's a flag on the play. Can't end on a defensive play. Can't end on a defensive penalty. No time left on the clock. Morton Anderson's old ass goes in there and wins the game against Cleveland in week one. Coincidence? What's going to happen week one at 325? I don't know, but you can catch Mitch Holtis on 106.5 The Wolf. Coming up next, golly, this guy really makes it, it makes it hard to like him. The other guy makes it easy to hate him. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks to Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, joining us in that previous segment. Ivy Buffalo Chicken Sandwich, extra buffalo sauce. I like that. You big fan of Buffalo Chicken Sandwiches, or are they kind of overrated? Hell yeah, they're fire. What? Okay. We're still using fire, I guess. Yeah. I mean, when you're describing Buffalo Chicken Sandwiches, extra pickles, maybe a little bit of cheese on. I need a little cheese. I can't just do the chicken and the bread. What about Buffalo Chicken Dip? Are you into that? Oh, yeah. That's what about, fire. Are you it's good so good. With, are you good with blue cheese? No. No? I do not mess with blue cheese. So if somebody puts, like, blue cheese crumbles on the buffalo chicken dip, you're out? As long as I don't know about it, I may not tell. But if I know about it, I'll be pretty upset. If they did it to spite me, we might box. That's fair. I do like hy Market Grill, though. They just, like, revamped both hy vs by my house in Lee Summit. Um, and, uh, my goodness, I could have some trouble there. Because, yeah. like, every once in a while, they have, like, some guy out front just, like, selling like the Hy-Vee dinner that night, like the steak or whatever it is right. or whatever. I could go slam a couple crafts or a couple uh dirty martinis. Big fan <laughs> of the blue cheese olives and I've just it's a new thing for me. I don't know what it is. No pinky out, no none of that, right? No pinkies out drinking from the martini glass. Okay. Just some of the blue jewel, a little bit of vermouth, a little olive juice and three blue cheese olives. Call me crazy. Okay, what's a blue cheese olive? Is that like a weird question? No, that's it's, just a, ask it's a green olive, then you stuff it with blue cheese. It's a little bit of dirty, a uh, little bit of stank. Yeah, it's a lot of stank. I'm out. I'm down it's with it. It's a lot it, of stank. It is good though, man. You let it get you, you let it nestle in the in the martini. Oh, I oh, bet that I bet that aftertaste. Are you are you still a Bud Light guy? Is that your go-to? I mean, it's better than Bush, but like I'm not I'll take a uh, Bud over a blue the, cheese don't olive. Hate on the what lattes. Don't hate on the lattes. Oh. So, uh, Rocco, did you hear uh, Tom Brady the other day at the uh, at the White House? Um, I saw a headline and Lucky I didn't for follow you, it. We have this. Oh. Maybe not a lot of people. There it is. Uh, you know, think that we could have won. And um, in fact, I think about forty percent of the people still don't think we won. I understand. That. Do you understand that, Mr. President? I understand that. Yeah. And personally, you know, it's nice for me to be back here. We had a game in Chicago where I forgot what down it was. I lost track of one down in 21 years of playing, and they started calling me Sleepy Tom. <laughs> Why would they do that to me? <laughs> so let's talk about Tom Brady for a second, because obviously there are shots fired. It's not a political show. 
Right. But I find it funny that Brady's able to go to the White House and basically treat it as an open mic night. Now, this is the way that I took it. You can do it however you want. You can think about it. You can say he's making fun of Joe, whatever it is. It was just kind of funny. But I think it's kind of clearly obvious that Tom Brady's over going to the White House. Hell, he's been there eight times. Yeah, I, th- I feel like we did, uh, Kansas City did him a favor by winning the Super Bowl in 2020 because he really didn't want to go to Washington, D.C. and He you know. treated it like it was a roast, like it was an open mic night. He's too comfortable. Tom Brady, He's too is, comfortable. Tom Brady is taking the greatest to ever do it to a whole new level, right? Like, he has now become just overly modulated on what he feels about his career. Like I, He just came out on the shop, right? Right. With Maverick Carter. And was like, 90% of what I say is a lie. So now, we don't know what Tom Brady's even really means. Like, we don't, we don't know what he's thinking. You know, we don't know if, like, when he asks, when he answers questions to the media, what he's doing. He makes it real easy. Or, I'm sorry, he makes it extremely tough to not, to, to just not hate him. Like, Tom Brady, to me, is witty. He's funny. He's doing things that are respectable. I get it. You hate to play him. And there would be no more joyous moment in my life to watch the Chiefs-Bucks rematch next year, and it's the opposite game. Like, Mahomes comes out, smoking barrel middle fingers, and just lets it fly against the Bucks like they did the first time they put him in the regular mm-hmm. season. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, here we go. But the thing is, is that it's just so crazy how he can just take these very, very high moments, like these these moments that people would give their careers for just to have one time. And Tom Brady's out here just making fun of it, just living his best life, saying that he makes things up 90% of the time, saying that they called him Sleepy Tom, saying that 40% of the people didn't think they won and they still don't know if he won yet. Tom Brady is a treasure that we're watching. Now, trust me, I get it. I understand why you may not like him. He's got the deflated ball situation that happened in his career. He's got the the spygate that he's tied to with Belichick. He played for the Patriots. He didn't let Mahomes touch the football when they beat him in overtime. I get it. It's a lot of it is towards the Kansas City demographic. Like, he attacks us. But it's kind of funny, and it's kind of nice to see an athlete for once that is at the top of their game still, the greatest to ever do it, and yet it's almost like it's all mockery. Like it's all just in fun and, and, and just to make fun of it because you've gotten to a point where it's like, what else could I possibly do? I mean, the dude's just cold. I mean, he's he's as chill, honestly, in these situations as anybody because he's obviously, like you said, he's been there a thousand times. But I just – the list of NFL players who could get away with saying something like that. And, I mean, it's it's got to be two hands at most, if not just one, maximum. It's just, yeah, it's just Mike dropping at the White House, making fun of a guy whose nickname is Sleepy Joe, and yes. he says his name is Sleepy Tom. Scotty Miller couldn't get away with saying that. No, no. Scotty Miller couldn't get away with saying that he was faster than Tyree Kill. I, I don't even know if Gronk, race. I don't know if Gronkowski could get away with saying that about, you know, at the president's, uh, at the White House like Tom Brady did, just because, like, Gronkowski has a different persona. Like, Tom just. He He's just, just a different dude. He just laughs at it. It's just, it's just crazy it's like how... like he goes through life wearing house shoes is what it feels like. It just doesn't matter. Like, Tom Brady can do whatever... He's literally at a point in his... And he may have been there already. I think he has. Where he can just do whatever he wants. Like, you look at Tom Brady and there's no way you think that he's 40. But then again, money is a, is a nice thing to have. One guy that makes it easy to hate is Jerry Jones. He makes it easy. Jerry Jones admits that he messed up when he let Jimmy Johnson go from the Dallas Cowboys. He said, and I quote, Jimmy Johnson was a great coach. I effed it up. He's a great coach, and I'm proud to have him as a friend. Great experience, Jones said. Jones then approved, or I'm sorry, Jones then appeared to be be choking back in tears when he said it was his own fault that things didn't end better with Jimmy Johnson. I've never been able to know why I effed it up. Jones indicated that one reason he's excited about the Cowboys playing in the Hall of Fame game is that it's is so that he and Cowboys fans can be there when Johnson is enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame next month. What is so hard to realize that Jerry Jones is doing? 
You can't sit back and let someone else run things for your organization. You're the main reason. You're answering your own questions. It's not hard to realize that you're not understanding why you mess things up. And then he goes on to say, I do anything known to man to get in a Super Bowl. Well, if you'd like to do anything, take a seat back. I don't know if you've seen those TikTok videos where the guy's got the mustache and the weird haircut, and he's like, I heard there were more on the website says you got more in the back. Yeah, well, what do your eyes say? This is something that he has to realize. I'd do anything for a championship. Yeah, well, why don't you take a seat back? Jones said he would write a check to win another Super Bowl. That's not how it works, Jerry. You know how it works, Jerry? You don't try to be egotistical with your entire team. just doesn't happen that way. Cowboys owner who met with the media in the team's training camp kickoff press conference from Ox. From Oxnard, California, Jones, who is 78, and his window is closing if slowly on his chance to win a fourth Lombardi trophy since he brought the team one in or since he bought the team in 89 before every season since 95 season that delivered the team's most recent trip to the NFC Championship game and its franchise's fifth and last Super Bowl title. Jones admitted he's never thought he wouldn't make it happen. Reality sucks. Quit trying to put yourself in the driver's seat. Let somebody else do it. You held on to Jason Garrett too long. It is what it is, Jerry. Go try to find Patrick Mahomes. You won't. You have a decent quarterback in Dak, in Dak Prescott. You finally paid him. You realized without him you weren't that great. Found that out real fast last year. Tom Brady, it's hard and it's tough to admit that you kind of like him, whereas Jerry Jones, it's real easy to not like him. Coming up next, um, there's some conference realignment in the SEC is about to get as stronger and as scary as that sounds. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 